Ready, set, go! You are now listening to The XFL Files. And we are back for another week of beautiful, fine programming. This is The XFL Files. I'm Henry Schleiser. With my good friend Ricky Weeps here in studio, Joey Vaca, we're split, but you're still with us. And boys, it has been an exciting week in the XFL, an exciting day in the XFL. Indeed, there's been a lot going on, a lot of a lot of new stuff flying around, people stepping down. We're speaking of new stuff. We're gonna have a new face joining us today. We're gonna have our our good friend Jackson Zuber joining us later <laughs> today. I was hoping to keep the suspense going. Jackson, Jackson Zuber is going to be joining us at some point today, he, or at least he said he was. We don't know <laughs> when he'll be joining us or if, but he said he would be, so hopefully he does. But speaking of new faces, the D.C. Defenders have a new face as their defensive coordinator. Ricky, um, would you like to inform us about the defensive coordinator situation out in D.C.? I am not too happy with the news that I woke up to this morning. Uh, the D.C. Defenders defensive coordinator stepped down today, and uh, it's a family emergency, so hopefully everything gets better in that department. But right now the Defenders, who I think their strong, shoot, strong suit would be defense, just lost a key piece of their head coaching staff. I mean, that's safe to say with when, anybody, when any uh, team loses a defensive coordinator, so I bet that doesn't feel very good. I mean, look, here's what I got to say. D.C., this is going to be an offensive, innovative league. So mm-hmm. why, do you, why does it even matter if there's a defensive coordinator? Because when you're working so hard in the offseason to construct the team from the ground up, you want that level of consistency. From the outsider's perspective, because I don't follow D.C. as closely, that would just be my input. You know, I mean, this team has been built from the ground up, and so you want that level of consistency going in, you know, with the guys they have their coach to look to. That would just be my input. That's fair. I mean, R- Ricky, Ricky, I want you to really go in depth here. What what were you thinking when you saw that news this morning? Because this had to be absolutely heartbreaking to you. It was heartbreaking, and you kind of took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, I just kind of stopped in my tracks and whatever I was doing because, you know, these are the D.C. defenders that I pledged my heart and soul to when um, when I decided to pick what XFL team I would want to dedicate my life to. And, you know, just to see before the season even starts, there are already issues in the front office. Um, now I get that it's a family emergency and that that thing needs to be taken care of. But hopefully we can get them back, back in there and let's see how the defenders play the first, first game, first week of the season against the Seattle Dragons. Joey, do you think the LA Wildcats will be able to take advantage of the DC Defenders having a new defensive coordinator a week before the season starts? Um, so let's see. The Wildcats, I'm looking at their schedule right now, don't play the Defenders until week three. So in this situation, I'm going to give the Defenders the benefit of the doubt and say that by week three they get things figured out. But let me pull up the Defenders' schedule. I def- Okay, so the Seattle Dragons are week one. I definitely think that they're going to have an advantage. I do. I think the Defenders are the strongest team in the XFL, like if we're looking at it power rankings wise, and I don't say that with any bias, maybe a little bit, but I think because they have the strongest quarterback in Cardell Jones and mm-hmm. they have a lot of good supplementary role players, they have Scooby Wright in their yeah. front seven, you know, I think they definitely 
built the best team name-wise yeah, and pedigree-wise out of everybody in the league. And I would probably say the Battlehawks are number two. Um, but I think it's their league to lose. I think those are the top two teams, no doubt. You know, I, I, I'm sorry, Ricky, but I, I just got to bring this up. If you say the Roughnecks. You said, you said Cardell Jones was the, the best quarterback in the XFL. Correct. I am sick and tired of this narrative that Cardell Jones is the best quarterback in the XFL. You're forgetting about Aaron Murray. Aaron Murray had a Aaron Murray had a string of the best seven and five, eight and four seasons in college football history at the University of Georgia. What did Cardell Jones do? What did he do in college? Tell me. Let me know. What did he do in college that rivals what Aaron Murray did? Natty, Joey, Joey, <laughs> Cardell Jones started two games in college. You know what they were? Hey, hey, Joey, Joey, were this Joey, college football Joey, playoff Joey, semifinal Joey, Sugar Bowl certified. Champion, the undisputed national champion, Joey. But here's what you can't argue from He's the Ohio State against University. my Oregon Ducks. Uh, Cardell Jones won two games in his college career. Arguably the two biggest. It doesn't games matter. In college football. How many did Aaron Murray win? At least. Let me do the math. Sixteen. What's that, all right, all right, Henry. You're a Roughnecks fan, right? Yeah, I am. Who's their starting quarterback? Connor Cook or PJ Walker? There is a quarterback controversy, and they say it's P.J. Walker, but I think my man Connor Cook repping Big Ten country is going to come through. How many playoff games has Connor Cook won? Don't worry about it. He won a lot in college. I'm, I'm going to get into this a little bit later, but I'm just going to let that simmer right now. Those of you at home, you can look up Connor Cook's uh, playoff record in college and the NFL. And oh, in the NFL, we'll get back oh, that to game this doesn't count. Later. That game doesn't count. But we'll, you know, we'll get back to it a little later. But you know, you know, Ricky, we're talking about these players right now, and over this past week, I I was thinking about the best players in the XFL and who are going to be the most impactful players in the XFL, and I I know you guys did, but I picked out three of my favorite players or biggest impact players for this year. So we're going to go around in a little roundtable type style and talk about our three biggest impact players. Do you guys mind if I start? Not at all. Okay. Go for it, buddy. So 52-man rosters came out this uh, on Monday. Big day for the XFL. And I was looking at all the rosters, and these are three guys who you just simply can't ignore. These are going to be impact players for the entire year. My first player, DeAndre Thompkins. He's a wide receiver for the DC Defenders. Let's go. Now listen. Now listen. Here's why. Here's why our. Here's why our guy DeAndre is going to be a stud in the XFL. He's a freak. His name is similar to the secondary football leagues, the no fun leagues. Arguably their best receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. They have very similar names. It is a known fact that players with similar names play the exact same way. You got me there. It's it's living proof. Look at Tom Brady and Brady Quinn. Both played quarterback. <laughs> both played college football in the relative Midwest. Both won a lot of college games. I mean, he's got a point. Both teams have Notre Dame and Michigan. Both have some shade of yellow and navy blue in their uniform. All right, but that's just one example, Hank. Oh, okay, okay. You don't okay. have me convinced yet. You're right. Michael Jordan and Jordan Spieth. They have the same name. Mm. Jordan Spieth was in talks five years ago to be a Jordan brand athlete. It fell through. Like It was mainly just rumors that I probably just made up. Those probably weren't true. But, Michael, they have the same name. They're both very good at their respective sports. They both win a lot. Golf's not a sport. There's no defense. Okay, then, Ricky, then I'll give you one more to convince you. Cristiano Ronaldo and Ronald Jones. Mm. It's a proven fact. Cristiano Ronaldo. Scores a ton of goals. 
He plays football in Italy. Ronald Jones does not score a lot of touchdowns. He scored some this past year and plays football in Tampa Bay, Florida. Juventus, Ronaldo's team, their little logo has a little bit of red in it, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have red uniforms. The proof it's is just, in the pudding. It's just proven. Like So DeAndre Thompkins is going to be mossing people and putting up ridiculous numbers in this league because his name is similar to DeAndre Hopkins, and it's a scientific fact that players with similar names – Play very, very well. You put a lot of research into that, Hank, and I, I really appreciate that. My my second guy, Brian Corey, another D.C. defender. He's a defensive end. He went to Carnegie Mellon. It's a Division three school. The same school that Glenbrook South football legend Ryan Jancic went to. If you're not aware with Glenbrook South football, that's my high school alma mater. Ryan Jancic was a senior my freshman year. And he was very, very good. He was now Curry is six three, and Jancic is a little bit of a short king. He was like five eight, but Curry is significant. So and Curry's significantly taller, so therefore he has to be better than Ryan Jancic. And Ryan Jancic might be one of the best players to come out of uh, the Glenbrook South and Glenview, Illinois. Okay. Right. Mm, yeah. So it, it, by that property, Brian Curry's going to be a beast in the XFL. He's got a point. I hey, mean, I, you're I a genius, man. I, I don't think you can disagree with these facts. You I mean, spent like the entire week prepping for this. No, listen, listen. No, Ricky, Ricky, if you thought that was good, I got one more for you. Oh, no. Mac Brown, running back for the Tampa Bay Vipers. Wait, Hank, that name sounds awfully familiar. Oh, Joey, right you are. <laughs> Mac Brown is a legendary football coach. Now, at first, they almost Whoa. got me. I was like, wait. 78-year-old Mac Brown is playing running back for the Tampa Bay Vipers? That's amazing. Hook em, baby. Go Tar Heels. But I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. Mac Brown. It's a different Mac Brown. But doesn't matter. Great football name. Mm-hmm. And if you have a great football name, that means you are automatically a great football player. <laughs> Mac Brown. Also went 7-6 and six in his first year as the head coach at the University of North record. Carolina, Chapel Hill. Exactly. Winning record. Seven wins. So that guarantees that Mac Brown will lead the Tampa Bay Vipers with head coach Mark Trussman to, at a minimum, seven wins. I think that's called, like, the transitive property. The transitive property of winning. Something like, yeah. It works between leagues. Some people say it doesn't, but that's where they are wrong, and it does. Yeah. So I... Dude, like you said, Joey, the proof is in the pudding. Mm-hmm. The Tampa Bay Vipers have themselves a proven winner by the transitive property in Mac Brown. Therefore, yeah. they will win at least seven games and maybe win a playoff game. That's all I got for you guys. Now, uh, Joey, you're up next. Who are your three impact players okay, so for the XFL this good season? Good luck with that one, Joey. Good luck following that one up. Even though you dumped on them, I got Cardell Jones. Two, two defenders, wins. two college wins in the Sugar Bowl playoff semifinal in the national championship. Okay, but Aaron Murray won the Outback Bowl oh, and oh. the Holiday Bowl. I mean, as good as those and sound, almost he almost won an SEC championship. I would in rather I would rather almost. eat sugar than eat at the Outback Steakhouse. Oh, do you see Cardell really? Jones on the front of the XFL ads on TV? Because honestly, he is the face of the XFL. He's the most recognizable. National it's, champion, yeah. Cardale Jones. And he's got a fantastic nickname in 12 Gauge. 
That is true. Can't argue that. Can't argue the facts. Great football name equals great football player. Exactly. Nicknames are nicknames. Next, I got Los Angeles Wildcats defensive end Sean Oakman. Probably the epitome of a football guy. If those of you don't remember Sean Oakman, you've definitely seen the memes of the Baylor football player standing there with the jersey like tucked underneath, and he's just got the massive tattoos and the six-pack poking out of the jersey. The arms too big to even fit. That dude's scary. If I'm, if I'm Cardell Jones, who I said is the face of the XFL, and I got Sean Oakman running at my blind side all night, I'm going to be terrified. Like I said, Sean Oakman is the epitome of a football guy. And, of course, anybody that's that good in memes, you got to, you know, that counts for something. He's 6'9", 280. He was like Derek. He was like the Derrick Henry meme before the Derrick Henry meme. That's exactly. Correct. That is correct. And Derrick Henry is huge, tank. so therefore Sean Oakman is going to be an unbelievable running back in the XFL, not just a defensive end. Okay, so Sean Oakman is 6'9", 280, and he ran a 4'9 at the NFL Combine. Thank God he went undrafted. Quarterbacks the no-fun league would have not utilized him well. Quarterbacks do not stand a chance. Next... As great of a nickname as I said 12-gauge is, I think we have the best nickname in the XFL. As we have the starting quarterback of the St. Louis Battlehawks, Jordan Tamu, the throwing Samoan. That's just phenomenal. Ole Miss legend. Yes. Yes. Ole Miss legend Jordan Tamu, the throwing Samoan. That's, that's a fantastic nickname. I just wish Kevin was here to hear this because I know that while he might not be with us today, it's because he's rushing a fraternity. He's not, he did not. He did not die. He is not sick. He he's is just, just. He's rushing. He will be back. He's next having week. a good time meeting some new people. So is Spencer. So oh, shout yeah, out yeah, to Spencer our boys too. if they're listening on the light rail they or something like aren't. that. They probably but. aren't. Nobody listens to this show, but it's okay. <laughs> well, shout out to those who are listening, <laughs> our families and friends. Thank you very much. We highly appreciate you. Please don't let that comment deter you from listening in the future. We'd love to have you back. In fact, tell your friends, the XFL Files, every Wednesday night from 6 to 6.30, live on Blaze Radio and blazeradioonline.com. We, we are pro listeners. Brought, that ad was brought to you by Joey Vaca. Yes, we are a pro-listener radio <laughs> yes, show. We yes. are pro-listening. We, we are, support listeners. We do support listeners. We support our listeners. But Joey, Joey, finish your analysis on Jordan Tam. I think, I think the nickname speaks for itself. He's Samoan. <laughs> And he throws. So, therefore, transitive property. He throws, and he's a quarterback. He's got to be pretty good, right? Definitely. Throwing Samoan. If we're using Henry's logic here, that means he's going to be like the Peyton Manning of the XFL. Exactly. Do you mind if I throw in some more uh, hard-hitting analysis? Oh, boy. Here we go. A sabermetric stat. Do you know who else is part Samoan? Who's that? Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, my gosh. Troy Polamalu. There you go. Danny Shelton. Look at look at those guys. I just named the three most famous Samoans of all time. Jordan Tom is destined for greatness. Yeah, he is. Jordan Tiama will very quickly overtake The Rock as the most famous man of Samoan culture. Likely. In, likely. in world history. Likely. M- most likely. Most likely. Uh, so, I mean, and The Rock. The Rock has done a lot of great stuff. He's really sure cool. Has. Sure has. He's bald. He, lifts, bald, he lifts weights a lot. Those are two very cool things. And Jordan Tiamu throws footballs. So he lifts Ole weights Miss. too. It's he another lifts cool weights thing. too. This guy's this guy's gonna be a stud. I don't know why I was slandering him earlier. This guy is gonna be a monster. 
Joey, thank you, Ricky. Is it, is it my turn now? Ricky, it is your turn. All right. It is your so turn. Let me just preface this by saying that, you know, I, I watched the Will Kane show this afternoon because I had literally nothing else to do. And he brought on Oliver Luck to talk about the XFL. You know, they're down in Miami for the Super Bowl. And the one thing that Oliver Luck said is that, you know, you see these quarterbacks in the no fun league. You know, Drew, Drew Brees is still playing. Philip Rivers is still playing. You know, Eli Manning just retired, but there's a lot of older quarterbacks. Tom Brady's still playing. All that quarterback talent that's coming into the no fun league isn't being utilized. You know where they're going? To the XFL. I can't argue that. They have so much quarterback talent. So let me just start off. You know, I said we're going to come back to this. I have Connor Cook as a player to watch in the regular season of the XFL. Houston Roughnecks, former Michigan State Spartan, played on the Oakland Raiders. Um, he had one of the worst playoff games ever, or played in one of the worst playoff it games ever. Fault. It wasn't his fault. It was the battle of the backups between the Raiders and the Texans in 2017. Uh, he was 18 of 45 for 161 yards and a touchdown, um, a 30 passer rating in the playoffs. That's so better if, than Mitchell Trubisky's for the majority of this past season, so he's already better than one starting quarterback in the NFL. That you like. I do for not, a team I, you like. Uh, yeah, for, for a team that I support, but, not in XFL season. But, you know, there's a little bit of a chip on his shoulder this year. You know, Matt McGloin, who he was behind in that depth chart for the Raiders because he was the third-string quarterback. Matt McGloin was number two. He's on the Guardians, so maybe a little comp- competition there on the east side. And then I also have Eric Dungy, a late pickup by the Dallas Renegades out of Syracuse, a gritty quarterback. Likes to run the ball. Will take it on. The, he could be a fullback, probably. He could. In he's, the XFL, he's, he's really big and muscular. And he's six four, two hundred and twenty five pounds. And he went to Syracuse and played with no sleeves on in every game that he played. Ooh. Definition Football of gritty guy. Yeah. Football guy. And then, so you guys each had a DC defender. So we're gonna make it three for three. I have Donnell Pumphrey, the running back for the defenders, also former Aztec from San Diego State and Philadelphia Eagle. Now let's stick with the trend of postseason accomplishments. Pumphrey is a Super Bowl champion. So? He didn't play a snap in that game. But good, he was good. He was the fourth string running back in a running back room with LeGarrette Blunt, Darren Sproles, Corey Clement, mm. and then Mr. Pumphrey. Uh, he also kind of carries the Wendell Smallwood-esque statue in Philly. You know, as that fourth string running back that people will pick up in the last round of their fantasy leagues just because... Um, I think he's going to ball out for the defenders, you know? Fair enough. Now, no, Ricky, it's funny you mentioned this. You you had a few guys who actually played in the No Fun League. Uh, I personally think these guys might be a little brainwashed. Mm. I, I mean, Connor Cook? Connor Cook has been forced to memorize playbooks from Jack Del Rio and the Raiders. And we're, I'm th- I can't but help but think that this is like, might be brainwashed and might be kind of wiping his creativity. And now I'm, I'm as big of a Connor Cook guy as they come. I've been beating that drum since this show became came to existence. So last week, I've been beating the Connor <laughs> Cook drum for seven days. How many other people can say that? And even I'm a little bit concerned about what will happen with with Connor Cook and his NFL experience as a backup. But, you know, guys, we're talking about all these great players in the XFL and the guys we think are going to impact the league the most. But, you know, in America's secondary football league, where there are some great players, a very good player 
actually just retired, and there have been rumors. There have been rumors, mostly started by us, yep. not yes. by anybody I else. I think they're but, entirely started but, by no, us. But we are the only and youngest XFL experts in the entire world, so it doesn't matter what everyone else thinks. And those rumors are about Eli Manning potentially joining the XFL. Now, Ricky, I want you to kind of solidify these rumors because you were talking about how Oliver Luck was like, no, we don't want any quarterbacks over the age of 34 in our league. I just made that quote up, but I'm pretty sure that's what he said on the Will Kane show, right? <sighs> Yeah, I don't okay. think. Okay, cool. I don't think necessarily that Eli Manning is going to take his talents to the XFL this season. This season, okay. this okay. season, okay. you know, we're gonna we're gonna watch the year progress, see how the league does. You Eli know, they, Manning, watch. They have capital. They have capital on everybody else. They've got the TV deal. They've got the college. Pl- they're the players that were successful in college, had some professional careers. So maybe Eli is just going to sit on it. Maybe that's why he retired from the NFL, so he could just sit on his couch this offseason, not worry about the no-fun league, study some film? and just study some XFL, you know? Okay. Get used to the style of play instead of just being thrown into the fire like Daniel Jones. Okay, I can completely agree. I can agree with that. But, you know, we've, we've only got a few minutes left, and, you know, Eli Manning definitely ranks up in some of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. But... We're, if we're talking about rankings, there's only one set of rankings that matter here, Truly. and those are Ricky's rankings. Ricky, Emphasize. it's that time. Take us away, my friend. I didn't know we were doing Ricky's rankings this episode. Wait, what? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so, we, we prep immensely for this show. We so do. That, that's, yeah. I don't know how that slipped in our hands. I don't and, know how I And got building that. off of that, you know, we were supposed to review the – this is the XFL 30 for 30, but um, somebody – Decided not to watch it this past week. Two of, so, thir- two of three the parties in this room watched the, ex- uh, this <laughs> and the XFL. I wonder which one of you guys didn't watch it. JK, I didn't watch right. it. That's on me. So anyway, <laughs> we were going to do a commemorative uh, old XFL Ricky's rankings. Uh, you know, they had the jersey nicknames on the mm-hmm. back of the jerseys last year. Or last time the XFL came around. And... Um, just to kind of commemorate the old XFL, because they're not going to have the nicknames on the back of the jerseys, I was going to do a rank. I'm going to do a ranking of the best nicknames from the old XFL. Leading off, number eight, Baby Boy from Haven Field, a defensive back from the New York, New Jersey Hitmen. He's going baby on baby. Baby Boy is kind of a sign of weakness, I think, especially if you're playing football. I can agree. Number seven. Kind of generic from my favorite movie, The Jet, Jimmy Cunningham, mm-hmm. wide receiver, San Francisco Demons. Uh, Benny the Benny the Jet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Creative one there, Jimmy. Uh, Chris Chuck Wuma comes in at number six with the Chuck Wagon. He was okay. a running back, so imagine okay. the Chuck Wagon okay. coming through the offensive line. Okay. Uh, number five, Super C, the letter C. Craig Powell, a linebacker. Um, it's almost like he's empowered by the sunlight. A lot of vitamin C, oh, maybe. Okay. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, fair. He's kinda... staying up on his nutrients. Yeah. No scurvy in there. Yeah, we kinda, like that. Kind of creative. I think we fully endorse health. We we endorse orange juice and vitamin C and, and the being sun. healthy. Yeah. We, are, we are very anti-coronavirus. We are, pro, we are a pro-healthy lifestyle radio show. We Can are we very... be a pro-sun podcast, too? Yes, we are a pro-outdoors and sun podcast. How do you say this? Con-coronavirus or like anti-coronavirus? We are are (laughs) anti-illness. We are anti-illness. Especially the coronavirus. Especially that. Moving on to number four. (laughs) Shinzo Yamada, 
Defensive back for the Memphis Maniacs practice squad. Okay. Nickname is Samurai. Oh, that's good. That's, that's tough. Good. That's good. That's, that's pretty good. cool. Right. These top three are probably Did the three coolest. Did he play with a sword? Did he play with a sword? Do you he know that? Very much uh, I don't know. Have. That was probably allowed in the old XFL. Probably. Right? Yeah. Um, Psycho XFL. This is the cool So XFL. top three. These were the hardest ones to rank. Yeah. Number three, Jamal Duff, a defensive back for the LA Extreme Death Blow. Mm. All right. I just got chills. Next up is a wide receiver from the Memphis Maniacs, Daryl Hobbs. He was the Mantis. Okay. Like a, like a praying mantis? Like a praying mantis. Oh. Very unique. methodical. They attack, you know. Unique. They're, they, little, they're little sketchy guys. It's yeah. bold. Okay. That's a bold nickname to throw it's on your own. You know, I feel nickname. like it's I feel creative. Like it's, I feel yeah. like it's you should it gives only, me chills just thinking about a mantis. I kind of feel like you should only be allowed to have too. a nickname like the mantis if you eat praying mantises or if you look like maybe he did Ma- I, I, actually i don't doubt that he did this was the old xfl he, he definitely he, ate insects before games eyes. i bet he had bug eyes. all right and number one because you know anybody that watched the xfl back in 2001 know, would know this guy mr rod smart we re- referenced him in our last show from yeah. the las vegas outlaws <clears throat> he hate me and you, you know why why he, he chose that nickname he said because when i'm running by that guy he hate me, and he hate me, and those people up there, they hate me, and she probably hate me over there. He so hate me. Good. Best nickname in the old XFL. The future is I, now I Jeff Baddett and his helmet visors. I can't argue with that at all. And you know, guys, unfortunately our time has come to a close uh, for today. But pressure's on do, now. Do, don't be afraid. We will be back. <laughs> We will be back next Wednesday. And guys, this case of the XFL Files is closed. Let's go. Yeah, Don't forget, did. tune in next week. If you missed this episode somehow, if you're listening to this but weren't listening to the first part, we'll be on – we will have the podcast up in, in a few hours. But like I said, this case is closed. Thank you for listening and tune in next week.